previously on Post Post. I just don't think he's here for the right reasons. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you're really going to say it that is, on this well, podcast? I can't believe you You came to my dinner party. Like, do you know who Jay-Z is? You're evil. You're, you are, you are the worst person on the show and you don't deserve any love. Get ready for the most dramatic and emotional episode of Post Post in the history of loosely formatted pop culture fireside chat podcasts. Perfect. Welcome back to Post Post, the show where five contestants go head to head to see who can give the hottest take on internet culture discourse for the winning prize of 100,000 million billion followers. I am tonight's host, (laughs) Malia, and I'm joined by Max. You know what time it is. I know what time it is. I actually do. Funky. You know what time it is. Yep, I got four watches on. Daniel, you know what time it is. I think I do. Yeah, I got it. And Farouk, my last clock. You know what time it is. I just want you to know that I I never doubted you for a second. (laughs) It sounds like we're all related and our last name is you know what time it is. (laughs) (laughs) From the house of. Um, so if you haven't gathered today, we are going to be talking. I mean, I feel like it's very cryptic. If you've seen Flavor of Love, you know exactly what we're talking about. But if you haven't, we're talking about the iconic reality TV program, Flavor of Love, as well as just reality TV in general, because it's a huge part of pop culture. And for me personally, at least, uh, my upbringing and my language and my view of the world. So I'm just going to do a little background. I've said flavor of love like 12 times already, but if you don't know, it was a reality TV show that premiered on VH1 in 2006. And the premise was that public enemies, hype man, flavor Flav was in search of a wifey. And so they just scooped a bunch of girls from all over America to compete for his love through a series of challenges, which highlights include designing personalized hot tub experiences for him and having 10 minutes to impress him, hanging out with his friends, quote unquote, in a senior's home, um, cooking a chicken and going to church with his mom and taking a lie detector test with his ex-girlfriend, Bridget Nielsen, as well as many many other things um just as a content warning if you choose to watch flavor of love this show has got it all and when i say that i mean it's got racism it's got sexism it's got transphobia it's got misogyny it's got trans misogyny it's it as i said it's got fatphobia (laughs) as i've said before the show did premiere in 2006 when objectively pop culture and understandings of gender and sexuality were just like eons behind where we're at now. 
So we're not going to be talking about those parts of the show, but fair warning if you do decide to watch it, that it is a cultural relic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so, this just to lighten it back up again. <laughs> <laughs> Just to light it back up again. Um, I want to go around the around the circle. And uh, what do you think your flavor? What what nickname do you think Flavor Flav would give you, based on your interests? Oh jeez. Anybody? Anybody off the top? This is rough. Do you uh, have any for us? I mean, I feel I feel like I was thinking about for myself. Okay. I I just know that if I were at the mansion. And we were in, where were they? I want to say they were in somewhere in California. Yeah, I think LA. In LA. And I just know that the opening night, it would be hot as hell. I would be so drunk. And I just know that my face would be so red. And he would look at me and he'd be like, I'm going to call you strawberry. And then I would be fucking strawberry (laughs) for the rest of the show. (laughs) Because my face would be just like so red from just the entire environment. Um, mm, that's good. I feel like I would also be drunk and I'd be laughing a lot. So he called me giggles. Giggles. Ooh. That's a good one. I feel like, um, he would see me and just like try and base something like base a nickname off of whatever I'm wearing. So he just called me frames because I'd have glasses on. <laughs> frames. True. Mm. Frames. True. Me, I would be kind of like the popular loner of the group and like, kind of brooding <laughs> and dark and secret. You're the New York. You probably... I mean, he'd call me New Jersey, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Newark. Just Newark. Newark. That's pretty good. Um, I have a pretty big sweet tooth, which I feel like would get revealed on the first night. So I feel like I'd probably be called, like, cheesecake or pecan pie or some shit. (laughs) Cheesecake. (laughs) He knows about your history. He knows about my history with the Cheesecake Factory, you know? To be exclusively referring to Veruca's cheesecake. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, yeah, please use our our code name. Okay, wait, so we got... Frames, giggles, cheesecake, and New Jer- New Jersey. <laughs> I'm gonna update yeah. all of our names on the call just so you know. Oh, thank you, <laughs> That's thank good. you. And you're strawberry. And I'm strawberry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So prior to recording, we all watched. I mean, I'd seen it a while ago, but I introduced. Hold on. Oh, hold on. I shocked. I was laughing. Okay. Prior to recording this episode, we all separately and together watched Flavor of Love, specifically season one, because it has sort of all of the most iconic moments. And I was just wondering if anybody has like first impressions. I know it was a little bit ago. We did just do a a bit of a refresh. What are our impressions of the show Especially compared to other reality shows, thinking about the context of the time that this was this was premiered in, like what what do we think? Uh, the first thing My... that jumps out to me. Oh, sorry, Max, do you want to go ahead? I mean, New Jersey. Yeah, thank you, Giggles. Um, my thing with this show is they let Flavor Flav have too much fun and do whatever he fucking wanted for 
too long. <laughs> and you said that this this show has two seasons, right? Three. It's like not just this. Three seasons. This show has three seasons. Is he doing the same sort of stuff? Because I've only seen the first season of the show. Oh yeah, it's this. It's the exact same premise. Basically, by the second season, he's him and Hoops. Sorry, I just spoiled the end. Whatever. The show came out eighteen years ago. Um, sixteen. Uh, they break up. And then they bring New York back for the second season, first as, like, a consultant for, like, Flavor Flav's affection. And then they he, like, convinces her to join the competition. And then he doesn't pick her again. And then there's a third season. But I'm pretty sure she doesn't come back. I know. But they give her her own show, right? Like as Called I Love New York. Yeah. Okay. That's the it thing has, that popped the- out to me when I was watching Flavor of Love. And he was referencing, or every person, I almost call them characters, were referencing all of the shows that they've been on and have seen. And that era, it just seems like everyone was on reality TV and that there was a, mm-hmm. a new reality TV show every week. That I, I, I haven't heard of so many of these. I've only heard of like the ones that are have 25 plus seasons and are still running today. But that was something that was shocking to me. I was just like, how why were there so many of these things? And like, it was such a normal thing for people who were on one to jump on to so many different ones as well. It was just freaky. And I think we, like, a few of us read uh, Gia Tolentino's book, uh, Trick Mirror, and, and she talks about reality sure. TV in that as well. And just how there was She so was on reality TV, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, I, I wasn't like a grown person. I was like a baby at that point. But what a wild world that must have been. When that just started to be a thing. If we were our age in like the mid 2000s, Funke, you would absolutely be on a reality TV show. I mean, I mean you technically were. Whatever, prank patrol or whatever. That doesn't oh really, God. I guess that is reality. That doesn't, but that doesn't count. That doesn't count because you didn't <laughs> consent to being on that no. show. It's, it's, it's under the umbrella, but it's like all the way at the other side of the umbrella of reality right. TV. It's unscripted TV, mm. I think. Unless, I don't know if that counts. But, okay, on that note, if you were on a reality TV show, what show would you want to be on? And what, like, character arc do you think you would have? Because, like, everybody watches the TV. Like, they watch reality TV and they they wonder, like, could I do that? I could be on that show. But, like, Mm. what kind of person? Or, like... What edit do you think they could most easily give you? You want me to start as an example? Yes, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I grew up watching it, so I feel like I just know the format of the show best, but I would be on Survivor. I don't know how long I would last, though. I don't think I would win. I legitimately don't think I have what it takes to win. Yes, Max? I got one. So every time I see an American Ninja Warrior clip, I'm like, I could do that. So I'd be on that show. I can do that. Um, the yes, one where they, do, up, like, like, where they like, do like the monkey bars with their out? feet. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, I could do that. Like, you're not doing anything that special. Like, I'm sure I could just like run across this like bar across water. Like, I mean, that's kind of so how easy. I feel like, about Wipeout. I'm like, I really don't think that like you need to fuck up that bad. The big balls yeah. are devious, though. I respect them. Like, you can't run across them. No one ever does. It's just. I it's think hard. just like do it. But know? I feel like they have people like, to, like throwing stuff at you. So, so so American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> yeah, 
had that. And then I was also thinking um, I would be on the hills and I would be uh, an evil guy on that show. Like Spencer was on, the, on that show. <laughs> I would be an evil guy. Who is Spencer? Guy. Can you explain what the hills is as well? Uh, Spencer Pratt is Heidi, what's her name? Heidi Montauk's husband. And basically ruined Lauren Conrad and Heidi Montauk's relationship with each other. And they're like besties. Heidi! Like besties. I remember besties. reading, I remember reading about them in like Tiger Beat. Their couple name was Spidey. Spencer yeah, and Spidey. Heidi. Spidey. Yeah. Uh, that's just so good. Uh, everyone watched The Hills. I thought it was like, it was... Like genre bending, and that you couldn't tell if it was a reality show or not. Yeah, like it's very weird. It's twisted. I mean, it's definitely like, like a lot of it was like producers were making people do things. I feel like like this wasn't like supposed to happen. Like a lot of it is like clearly scripted. But right, I feel like it's good TV. It's like very like proto reality TV. Like it's early stuff. Like from two thousand nine, and it had six seasons. So it's, like, really just, like, insane. I feel like that was when reality TV was getting, like, really good. So. That's a lot of seasons. Mm-hmm. I thought I would be that. on Survivor because I also watched it a lot when I was growing up. But it's unrealistic. I'd fucking die, probably, uh, on night one. So I think ones I would survive is, like, The Circle or Big Brother. Um, I think I could eat up The Circle. Not even going to lie, like... It's too easy. And people get tricked. I'm in the circle. You live the circle. (laughs) But I'm saying. We're on the circle right now. We fully are. Hashtag circle bestie. Hashtag I'm loving this video call. Hashtag peace. Um, Hashtag skinny queens. Yeah. I love the circle one because the hashtags are so long. And that's how we should be posting. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And second, like, it's too easy. I, I don't know if y'all have seen it, but they just trap people. Well, they don't trap them. They're stuck in a, a They are complex. trapped. They can't go anywhere. Yeah, and they have to use this Facebook for the building and then do little games with each other. But uh, I think I'd be pretty good at that because people get deceived so easily on that. Like, they just see an image, see some pixels, and they're like, I trust that. Would you go as yourself or question. would you catfish? I'd go as myself. Exactly. Catfishes never win. Like it starts off fine and they get like it's it's an early game composition. Like they win early, everyone's like, oh shit, like it's Cheryl, someone's mom. And then later on, Cheryl like fucks up baking a cake and she said she was a, a like a baker for years and years. And then people are like, that's a snake. Uh so you you're shooting yourself in the foot if you're if you're faking on that. But I think I would be on the circle. Do you think you would win? Ah, uh, second place, probably. Mm. Daniel, Farouk, what do you um, think? So for me, uh, first thought was also Survivor, but I would, like, go out immediately day one. I would get mauled by a bear or fall into the ocean Ow. or, like, try and cross a bridge and, like, the plank would break and I would just, you know, plummet <laughs> into a valley. But... Um, kill themselves during those challenges or just stop i would if i have if i haven't like had coffee in the morning not to sound like a fucking millennial poster (laughs) but like i don't even i don't even want to go get a coffee i haven't had coffee in my house for the last like four days and the whole idea of having to walk somewhere else to leave the house before i've had the coffee is like 
I could, and you want me to do a challenge on Survivor after having eaten half a seashell of rice for breakfast? Seashell challenge. Like three hours of sleep, sleeping on like three banana leaves. You are not <laughs> performing at your best. Oh, like God. what do they put in their water? Like they must put like crack in the water in order for them to be able to do that. And like climb a rope. I can't do that under the best circumstances. <laughs> Absolutely optimal situation. Uh, anyway, Farouk, what do you think? Oh, no, no, no. Daniel, are you done? I was going to say... Um, I would probably be on the Great Pottery Throwdown. I don't know if any of you guys have watched that, but it's Ooh. like the Great British no. Bake Off, but for doing pottery. And uh, there was like a point in second or third year where I would just play Bloons Tower Defense and only watch Great Brit or the Great Pottery Throwdown. Anyway, everyone in that show is super nice to each other and is like the most supportive person. Like they want everyone to make like the best pots or jars or whatever. And what I think it's missing, because it is like a British show, is some of that American drama, some mess in there. Mm -hmm. And I think I could bring that to the uh, Great Pottery Throwdown. Like, maybe I'd chip someone's jar while it was like, you know, being um, glazed or whatever the fuck. Or, uh, you know, mixing some paint into someone's dye uh, to make their pot. Wow. I think it would be funny. You're scheming. Yeah. And I think that's what that show needs. That reminds me of Blown Away. Blown away the glass blowing show. Like it's it's mm. also like the pottery one where they're not mean to each other. They're all just like, oh, we love art. We all want to make great art with each other. Yeah. Those shows Somehow Funke has managed to bring up Blown Away for the second time <laughs> on this podcast. It's a good show. We're talking about it reality is pretty TV. Fire. We're talking about nice reality TV. Oh my gosh. We're gonna have to have a watch party. Next week we're doing a blown away episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Away what show? Um, you know, y'all saying you wouldn't do well on Survivor. I'm a one up y'all. I would win Squid Games. Like Wow. I would <laughs> kill no, uh uh my actual answer is I feel like I would go on that what is the name of the show where they just aren't allowed to have sex for a month and they win a billion dollars i would literally just get on there and i wouldn't fuck and then i would just complain about them fucking up the bag the whole season that's all i would do you're just I... sitting in the villa eating nachos being like none of you have done a single thing to compel me yeah. To touch any of yeah, them. like I'd be on my phone and some girl would be like, hey, and I'd be like, bro, I'm trying to win a million fucking dollars. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> like, are you kidding me right now? Wow. That would be my answer. I've never seen that show, but that's definitely an archetype of character, right? Like someone who's actually fully trying yeah. to win the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Damn. I don't. Th I think I would probably make it to like top mm, five on Survivor. I think I would top get. In, five? I, think I, would, I think I would get in trouble for telling too many secrets. Because that, yeah. ha that happens in my normal life. I can't imagine on a show where it's ah. high stakes. It would be like that thing where she's like, "I can't talk about it." Anyway, so you know, and then Tom rolled over his car. Interesting. So you would survive through the backstabbing and not like the foraging for stuff like cooking fish like you would i guess partner up with one of those people yeah i think I would, the thing is the amount of people that have won just like 
quote-unquote riding coattails but that's a good social game in itself you know just like slightly below the radar keep making moves and you know but you don't have people thinking that you're the one who's making the decisions you know just being like a a road man just a a foot soldier that's Mm -hmm. legit the strat for survivor and big brother those are the same mentality i haven't seen enough big brother to really understand it i don't really get what they do all day they they do challenges well yeah they do challenges once a day a couple times a week but the rest of the time they're just living to together are the challenges like physically strenuous sometimes sometimes it'll be like there's one or there's a bunch of gumballs in this giant thing how many are there and then everyone writes something down or it's like you're there's like a giant spinning platform and you're in fall guys now and you have to jump uh so like it it's a lot it's a lot of stuff but I also it's not like hold your arms above your head while standing on your tiptoes for three hours the way that it is on Survivor. Or gri- <laughs> the ones where they just like have to grip the post with their whole body and they're like 20 that feet in the air. That one really sucks. The splinters. <laughs> All of them suck. <laughs> would you would you exercise prior to the show? Survivor? I feel like you'd have to for Survivor. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You would, would you prep? Training. Absolutely. I okay. Underwater training. Holding my what breath underwater. Okay. <laughs> like <laughs> learning to, that. Nothing else. Learning to swim. Nothing Riding else. Fish. I'm going to kill Tina <laughs> in my space arm. When are you ever going to be underwater for that long? For a in challenge. Survivor. Like what? They do, the ha- they do have to, like, they like dive down and they have to like untie like ten thousand knots. They stay knots. doing That's that shit, it, but it's like a part of a relay too. So it'll be like someone has to do some shit with berries over there, and then they have to run, bring the idol to someone else, and then they have to take the idol, go underwater, keep breathing, like untie some pirate ass knots. It's insane. Yeah, you, you fully have to have breath control. I already have a bit of that because of clarinet, but I I'd, I'd really hone that ability. You played the clarinet, bass clarinet. Oh. Yes, that's how I got into my in high your, school. In your diary room, you're like, so I think I'm going to excel in this challenge because of my bass clarinet experience. <laughs> and then and then you see someone else's diary room and they're like, we have to vote Funke off because I know that they're going to use their breath control to do really well in the challenge. And there's if we don't win the challenge, we have to vote them off because who knows when the next challenge is going to be where they... <laughs> Use their bass clarinet breath control again. True, it is like a one-off kind of situation. It'll be helpful. It'll it'll come in handy. You never know. You never know. Um, okay, let's go back to Flavor of Love because we didn't watch all those episodes to not talk about it in more detail. Um, who was your favorite character on the on this on the show? Who was your who are you rooting for? Hmm. Oh, notepad is coming out. <laughs> I had a couple of faves. Uh, but someone else can go first. Well, I was going to say I feel so tormented by a question like this. Because on one hand, I was rooting for people and I didn't want them to lose and thus feel bad. But then at the same time, the back of my mind, I was like, you are better off getting out of here. Save <laughs> yeah. yourself. 
<laughs> so I was like, it, it was a tough one for me because I like didn't want them to be sad, but I was also like, why are you, you, this is not good for you. But uh, I was generally like, what's her name? Smiley. I liked her. She seemed nice. I mean, New York was entertaining to watch. Uh, the lady who cooked the bad chicken, what was her Potty. name? Uh, Potty. Yeah, she was Beyonce. wild ride. Beyonce? Beyonce, sweetie, I am so sorry. Yeah, so she's the one who said she looked like Beyonce and just straight up made raw chicken and served it to Flav. I'm surprised she got out. She did not get out that episode somehow. Which is incredible. Not gonna lie, her rationale for the cooked chick, like the raw chicken, I kind of, she was like, there's a button on the microwave called chicken. So why would you I would not agree with their rationale? You would agree with that, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm not agreeing with anything else she said. She mm. also said she went, because I, on the same episode, they're like at high tea, and she, Hottie said that she went to an Ivy League school and owned multiple businesses. So, of course, I had to look it up mm -hmm. and see her name is Sapphira, I think, in real life. Who's? Hottie. Hottie? Hottie. No, her name's Chatar Taylor. Chatar Taylor. Yeah. But, but she lied on everything in the lie detector, so... Can you trust? Which lie. was so funny. Yeah. She did lie about literally everything. Um, are, wait, are you Is pulling Flavor up her businesses? Yeah, I'm trying to find them. She okay. doesn't even have a Wikipedia. I can Wikipedia. give my faves. Um, but yeah, ditto what Farouk was saying on the. I want them to win, but I don't want them to win because this is like a cartoon wolf going a wooga wooga every second. <laughs> yeah. But I I was rooting for Smiley and Sweetie. Yeah. Uh, I really like Sweetie. But Sweetie got really mad. You like Sweetie? I did. But she got really mad in that last episode because she got out the chicken episode, right? Or was that? Yeah, I think the mom. Because so, so. his mom didn't like her. Yeah, yeah, and then she was like, Hottie cooked you raw fucking chicken. And I'm going home, and I was like, you're being too real right now. Like, I know it's reality TV, but you are breaking the barrier. Like, stop. <laughs> like, kind of, you're ruining the whole illusion. But uh, I, I, I just don't understand why she was eliminated then. Uh, it, it felt kind of like they didn't really base it on anything. It was weird. Yeah, it was like an Among Us vote. Yeah, the mom was just like, was... I don't like her vibe. And then Flav was like, get her out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, instantly. Meanwhile, Hottie literally killed someone in front of you. Yeah. Killed your mom in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> like, she tried to kill you with raw chicken. Like, Ugh. Uh, So I'm going to just say my fate. Oh, <laughs> Among Us. <laughs> My face from the first episode, because I think that's the rawest. Uh, I was fucking with Picasso. You guys remember her? Picasso? Picasso? She, yeah, really? Tumblr queen. Oh, <laughs> I wow. thought she was hilarious. I thought her turn to get close with Flav was very funny. They were, like, connecting over, like, just like, nasty stuff. And it's like, what but also, I love that she acted like she was so much better than everyone there, as if she wasn't also there. 
Like, I hate when people go on reality conferences like, I'm in a league above all these other bitches. And I'm like, you're literally at the exact same level. You're on the show. Why are you acting like you are also on this show? Yeah. Did she give that vibe? I didn't even remember that. I the feel like it was her or maybe it was George. No, I think it was Picasso. Mm. One of them was being really rude to all the other girls at the beginning. And I swear she went home pretty quick. Yeah, I think it was Picasso. She's kind of not being. She wasn't that chill. Mm. But I was also a big Red Oyster stan. I was going to say. Was, yeah. <laughs> some respect on her name. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. I love that she would always have a red about her. her gimmick is that she only wears red. <laughs> and she's like, a I've mad worn... snake. Like... Yeah, also that. <laughs> Wait, oh my God. That episode where he was like, I don't trust no rats. I don't trust no dirty rats. And then he's like, but I trust a clean rat, like who <laughs> tells me the best things out of my, out of the best interest for me. Like, what the fuck is That's he ever saying? Like, what is that guy ever saying? I don't know. Ugh. That's kind of true, though. It's kind of spitting. <laughs> I liked Goldie until I guess I missed the thing that she said in the first episode. I just remember her getting really drunk in the first episode, being like, damn, what an entry. Oh, she and yacked, then, right? She yeah. yacked straight up. In, in the version of the show I watched, she says there's a racist scene with her and Red Oyster. Um, but it was cut in another version when I watched with y'all. Uh, oh, that's why. Okay, so I've only ever seen the one that's on Prime. So I guess they cut it. I guess it wasn't even that. I don't, I don't even want to know what it was. Then, it was like 40 I was like, seconds and it was long. It was. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, rough. That's crazy. But it's, yeah, this sucks because she was so fun. She was like one of the funnest ones, especially on the chicken episode. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, when she got eliminated, I was like, that that was straight up robbery. That was straight up. You know, the producers were saying to to Flav, they were like, New York has to be on this show until the very <laughs> last second. Like she cannot. He like he openly is like, I don't care about New York. And they're like, yeah. she has to stay on the show. Because imagine um, that show without New York for the final three. Like, boring. Actually boring show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, none of the other girls are were, like, saying anything. I'm just looking at it. There was, of the full cast, there was cherry, peaches, apples, pumpkin. Like, he was just naming fruits. My man knows his fruit. <laughs> he does not have scurvy, you know? <laughs> like... It's one thing this guy is not getting. <laughs> what did you say, Max? I just said they let him have way too much fun. They should you... stop letting him have fun. <laughs> what do you mean by that? For people who haven't seen the show, like, what is he doing? <sighs> Flavor Flav is the horniest guy alive. Mm -hmm. And every moment that he will, like, take to just, like, get close to these women and, like, rub on them. <laughs> like, just, like, be, like, just gross. Yeah. He will take it. Like, every episode is just him, like, taking, like, two of these women to, like, a room or, like, to a, a place, to, like, a place with employees and, like, have them do weird things in front of the employees. It's like the episode we just watched where he's just feeling up two of the contestants while he's in the shower and then the employee walks up and, like, it's like how we do it shower. over here. He's like, like, please get out. Like, this is booked. <laughs> you need to leave right now. 
try to keep them on schedule and his eyes are literally doing the thing that like a cat clock does when it like hits the yeah. hour. <laughs> yeah. Like if he had a Boing. tail, it would be wagging like that. <laughs> and it's always so creepy. Like it's never like, haha, it's just like, ugh. Cause then you think, oh, this guy's like pushing 50 and all of these contestants are like 20 something. Yeah. Like yeah. New York was what, 23? Yeah, this is another thing is that most of the contestants were under 25, which is just a weird thing, you know, also being like in being older than New York was on the show was a mind fuck that took (laughs) a minute to digest. I don't even know if I fully have digested it, Mm -mm. but New York is actually so iconic, though, like the amount of lines I was saying this as we were watching the most recent episode is that, you know, it makes sense why so many of her sound bites and her just like her visual, like her body language just like blew up. But it's so good that they were completely removed from their context because most of her most iconic lines are usually said in the middle of the most problematic, horrible, rude tirade <laughs> about one of the other contestants. Yeah. Like, she, I mean, it'll go down in the history books. She's cute, but I'm gorgeous, and gorgeous devours cute. Like, who, poetry! Shakespeare could <laughs> never... But unfortunately, she was in the middle of just being absolutely horrible to another contestant. Um, yeah, yeah. The even the gifts of like her sitting or or contemplating life and with a cigarette in her hand, it's like oh something crazy must have happened. But it's like no, Flav went on a date with another woman out of the thirty women that they're on a dating show. Like it, she, she's always so stressed about it, and it's like you know what you're going into. It's a dating New York's, show. Like, New York's cigarette is was its own contestant on the show. It was yeah. a co-star. It was crazy because she was like seemed like to be the only one who smoked too, and so it was just always her like off on the balcony with her sunglasses on, just smoking and just yeah. absolutely grilling every other person there. You know, good morning, good morning, good morning. Not you. You can choke. Another yeah. iconic yeah. one. It's I, I've seen a lot of reality TV, but I haven't seen a person like New York ever. Like she had a mission when she walked through those doors and she made it very clear to everyone, but they still talk to her like she's a friend for so much of it. Like I, I throw back to Smiley when she was having kind of a breakdown and she wanted to confide in someone. And she's like, I just feel weak and worthless and I, I just don't know what to do. And New York's like, yeah, you are weak and you're worthless. You should get off the show. And then Smiley like basically does after that. It's it's so twisted. Why would you talk to New York and be like, oh, I can be nice to her and she can listen to my problems? Ugh. It's all a mess, this show. It's it's she plays a role where at once she's completely feeding into the reality TV machine and she is being the exact type of person that reality producers love. But at the same time, she's like breaking the fourth wall and being like, I am not going to play games with any of the contestants. I am here 
with one sole objective. And I'm not going to even entertain all of the other bullshit that you're trying to put in front of me. I'm not going to like have relationships with the contestants. So it's weird because she's at once like reality TV gold, but she's also reality TV kryptonite, if that makes sense. Because there's Mm. no way that you can have the show. She can't just be a normal contestant on the show. Like she was, she's literally destined for greatness, like destined for more (laughs) than the confines of flavor of love. Yeah. And once you know, if you're like not already familiar with her, once you know who she is, like, is she not so just ubiquitous with online culture? She's Mm -hmm. everywhere. Like she's still everywhere. She still has viral clips of her saying the most unhinged shit. Remember that clip that was really recent? She's talking to someone about Islam and she's like their Muslimanity or their Muslimism. He's like, <laughs> it's just called Islam. It's just <laughs> their religion. And she's like, it's not their Muslimanity or whatever. I just like. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I was seeing that that gif of her saying Beyonce every time Beyonce drops a new album. <laughs> that gif is everywhere. Like when Renaissance dropped, that was everywhere, and it was like, oh, there's Flavor of Love again. You know. Yeah. And yeah, those like I remember. Um, do you remember those websites? Did you go on them? Like this was pre sort of, at least for me, like pre social media, there was like websites where people would just like make memes. And then there was like different pages and it was all like the different meme formats, like rage yeah, like comics and stuff. Like, meme based yeah, yeah. Meme based. Poke memes, all that stuff. Lolcats. Y- yeah. Like- and I remember there was one page where people would just like write stories and it would just be like phrase by phrase they would like attach different gifts to it and like she was probably like the reaction images for half those stories that I, that I would have been reading that probably like 2010 2011 Holy. like she has been like the visual references for online reactions for like 15 years at least yeah it's wild yeah, it's insanity. Like, and, and seeing the origin of these gifts and images and just feelings, like these digital feelings, is so fucking cool. Just sitting there, like, when Bridget Nielsen, is that her name? Yeah. Is, like, shaking her head, like. Pulling her glasses <laughs> off? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, there's that the emotion gift. was so fucking cool. I was just like, wow. Yeah. And there needs to be a word for seeing the origin of internet source material like there's some german word that encompasses the feeling well i shared with you my german word for it which is like seeing a beehive after loving honey snacks for your whole life (laughs) (laughs) you did tell us Uh, yeah but yeah like even trying to describe that scene with when she takes off the glasses like that's already such a powerful emotion in that gif but to be like, oh, it's this guy's reality TV show where they're trying to date him, but that's his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend who's, like, rating them and advising him who he should pick. But she's still obviously in love with him. It's so weird. Yeah. It's, why was that a segment? Like, what? Yeah. There's also something just, like, 
cosmically ironic to me about the fact that like the the reality tv show with the most lasting gifable moments is the show that could not exist today mm-hmm. like the bachelor has been going on for like decades at this point has like 20 seasons or something you know survivor and all these i do not be seeing survivor and bachelor gifts on the internet casually like that but then like here's this one show where it's like you could marry flava flave and it's like if you tried pitching that in 2022 they'd be like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> there's yeah. no way we're making this like just an old rapper yeah, just some old rapper who, and they're like, yeah, this is a commercially viable product that we will put out for people to watch. The fact that that is the show with all these gifts and all these like moments, like I thought the chicken was lovely, right? Like all of these <laughs> yeah, the just moments too. that will be forever. Like it's like, and it's like, it's it was just lightning in a bottle. It's like, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> like, it feels very DIY. Um, who would be 2022's Flavor Flav? Like, what do you ask. think is their equivalent? I was just about to say, like someone, someone who shouldn't be the the main dating contestant. But I know, like, I know 2044s. Can I say what that first? Drake. Sure. Okay. It's Drake. Drake. Like really? Okay. No. In 2044, like all the contestants are like 20. Yeah. yeah, and That's he's like, Drake is like 50 40, something. 40, 50 something? Yep. Come on. Oh, they no. Call the show, they call the show Find Your Love. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> contestants, the contestants of Drake's future uh, show probably haven't even been born yet. Oh, yeah. No. Okay, oh. I was thinking about the show that would exist today, and it would be Dinner of Jay-Z or $4 million. Mmm. <laughs> And Jay-Z's behind the wall watching yeah. you make the decision. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out like, do you know who Jay-Z is? Um, that would be fine. I'd watch that show. I think you just need to cut that part for the opening intro. Funky saying, do you know who Jay-Z is? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, what would you all choose since we're all together here? Four million dollars. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'd pick yeah. the money. Well, I'd pick the dinner with Jay-Z because you could just turn that into like maybe 10 million uh-huh. with just the right advice. Like, mm. <laughs> oh, with the right advice. Okay. Yeah, so see, to, like, you would give me that advice at the dinner. <laughs> right? so. No, no, it's true because it's like the kids who would take the one marshmallow or wait and get two marshmallows. That's what I'm like, saying. The two marshmallow kids are eating dinner with Jay-Z, period. Yeah, okay. So how are you guys going to turn that conversation into more than $4 million? Well, you go to dinner, dinner with Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Yeah, right? Why are you we spilling the dinner secrets with for Jay-Z free? Dinner with Jay-Z is two... You think dinner with Jay-Z is two marshmallows? Exponentially. <laughs> yes. Okay, where would he take you to eat, do you think? Ooh. Dave & Buster's, hopefully. Dave & Buster's. I've never been. would be kind of chill, too. Yeah. Just want to try mm. this place out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Can we get large cheese? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would no. be fun. Oh, man. And you get a little napkin and use it as a bib. 
Have y'all ever done that also? That is yes. fucking tech. Every <laughs> I time. That. I actually just learned that. <laughs> you would do that every I, time. <laughs> I feel like a 1910s businessman with like a big top hat who just got like a it big makes dinner. It makes the food taste better when mm. you do it like that. You hold your fork and knife like in both hands just straight up like this. Yeah, with your bib on. <laughs> Where's my, Where's my food? Where's my food? Yeah. Well, waiter. I. What's crazy is we just. I feel like accidentally st- like didn't Flavor Flav literally do that on the show? Oh, absolutely. Oh, wait. He absolutely has. We just they went accidentally... to medieval times. They went to medieval times. Yeah, oh, they, we just did. accidentally recreated what Flavor Flav literally does. <laughs> Okay, this the show would be so much better if it was just like the adventures of Flava and Rick. Like he just, has definitely yeah. had dinner with Jay Z. Flava oh. Flava's definitely had dinner with Jay Z. Probably. Yeah. That's how he that's made all that there. money. That's why he's there, and we're here. That's how he made right? all. That's how we got three seasons. It was Jay Z who told him you gotta do a dating show. <laughs> it was Jay Z himself. Wow. That advice is gonna hit. Okay, so my little game, if you want, we can play a little game. So picture this. You are a contestant on Flavor of Love. You made it to the final, where I guess I'll include myself. We're in the final five, and your Mm. challenge is to bring Flavor Flav to your hometown and, you know, show him a good time. So what are you doing on your date? Fuck. To my hometown? I gotta take him to Ethiopia. <laughs> yeah, just straight up in Addis. What would you do? Oh, we're not going to McDonald's. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Why? There's no McDonald's in Ethiopia. You know that. <laughs> oh my God, McDonald's. This is so awkward. Okay. <laughs> 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 so, so. okay <laughs> well. so what what is there to do in your hometown oh shit so we could go, <laughs> play soccer. yeah we could play soccer we could play another sport <laughs> we could play video game uh-huh. uh, we can't go online though because the internet's trash um <laughs> we could play bloodborne that would be fun as hell yeah me and uh, you would show Flavor Flav Bloodborne. I see. Yeah. I would say that's not a date, but that's a date I've literally been on. <laughs> that did happen Oof. to you. I remember that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sounds remarkable. I hope it goes as well for you. <laughs> I would take him to an escape room. Uh, and we would get like in this, like we're trying to escape the spaceship or whatever, and we get into like a little close quarter situation. Ooh. Boom! It's like romantic, you know. I give him a little, I, get it. I, I, I give him a little peck on the cheek while I like, you know, yeah. decode like a, a a puzzle, and then we just do that for forty five minutes, and I think I win. His eyeballs roll around <laughs> like Inspector Gadget. Oh, his hat, oh, his <laughs> hat turns on his head. Yeah, <laughs> steam comes out his ears, and then you're yeah. like, "Flave, I know we just escaped, but I would never want to escape you." Oh, smooth. Yeah. And he would just melt. Yeah. <laughs> Into an actual puddle. Yeah. <laughs> um 
Fuck, Malia, what would you do? Uh, I would take him to Ripley's Aquarium. We'd be, like, going through the tunnel, and he'd be like, Bro, I'm swimming with the fishes! <laughs> <laughs> he fucking would. He Especially because there's, like, that conveyor belt through it, and I feel he'd be like, I feel like I'm tripping, man! <laughs> <laughs> and then we would get a photo he, with the with the penguins. We'd go to the penguins and the jellyfish. He would love it. Yeah. And then and then I would take him up the CN Tower to the glass floor, and he'd stand on the glass floor and go, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he would. And I'd be oh. like, "I love you, Flavor Flav." <laughs> Because that's another thing that's crazy is that they all say that they love him like after two weeks and he says it back. And with so as someone who's watched so much Bachelor and Bachelorette and I yeah. see like a culture, the cachet that is certain words and phrases like there's a difference between saying that you're starting to fall in love and that you're falling in love and that you've fallen in love and that you're in love yeah. and that you love them. Like those are literally six different stages. And there's, the those words have logic. such a value to them. And if someone says it the wrong one at the wrong time, they literally get axed. <laughs> like Ben Higgins axed people for yeah. that. They're like, I cannot believe. Much. I cannot believe you said that you are falling in love with me when she says that she has fallen in love with me. Mm-hmm. And like with the lead says, you know, I love you to two people. You're evil. You're <laughs> you are you are the worst person on the show and you don't deserve any love damn i'm using that as a sound (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah that would be my hometown date what about you farouk i I was gonna say that's a good date like i want to go on that date what the fuck i want to say i'm swimming with the fish oh we reached toronto you're the only one who has not i've never been i've never been why did i i thought you were coming to Toronto. I don't know why I thought you were going to also be here. So when I showed up as happy as I was to see Max and Delaney and Steffi, I was like, where is Daniel right now? <laughs> Daniel Come said through. he would be here. One day. One day. One day. Um, There is a water park in my hometown that opened after I left. So I'd probably be like, hey, Flav, I have not been here. Let's go both be here for the first time. And so we'd probably go to the water park, and then after that, we'd go to Chili's. That's Yo, literally all there yeah. is to do in it's my a classic day. So that's that's what I would do. And then I'd be like, you know, two for 20, baby, at Chili's. Flay would be sitting in Chili's. Flay would be sitting in Chili's in his wet bathing suit. Yeah. And like flippers. Yeah. In a chair that's like three snorkel. times his size. Like his snorkel still on, yeah. Okay. Drinking a margarita through the snorkel. I would because Malia took him on a Toronto tour and literally everything in Toronto, um, or the main ones, I would be like, Flav, you know what? We should have an inside day. And I'd set up the TV, we'd watch like total recall and i know he'd have a great time um and then i'd be like oh shit like we have clash tonight do you want to watch me play league of legends and he'd be like whoa yeah fuck yeah 
and then uh he'd watch there's a couch in my room now so he would like sit on the couch back there wow and be like whoa no way you're making flavor flavor watch you play League and i and i'd play zillion and i'd be like you're gonna like this guy <laughs> and you know what time it is um for those who don't play league zillion uses time anyways so you just have him sitting like all the way across the room while you're at your desk playing League of Legends on your date. Yeah, I mean it's a big enough screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm winning. I'm not here to make friends. Like straight up, I'm here to win. Oh. Silence. Everyone's scared. Yeah, I, that's some pretty stiff competition. I don't know if I can handle that. Hi. I thought I disconnected. Did I disconnect? I don't know what happened. I used the soundboard. I used the rattlesnake and then it out <laughs> of Discord. You got bit. They were mad that you didn't like the League of Legends date. Discord was mad. <laughs> I was going to say that's not a date, but once again, it's one I've been on. Yeah. Hey, oh. <laughs> Clap for that. <laughs> Wow. Was that better or worse than the hoop shot one? If I had to rank my sh my really awesome fun dates for whoever's listening, um, oh, that's actually tough. You know, that's that's apples and peaches, bro. Like completely different. Apples, oh. peaches, cherries, pumpkins. All of them. Yeah, that's like comparing Apple to Red Oyster. Like, those are two <laughs> different contestants. Completely. Um. <laughs> Damn, what happened? You find a body? <laughs> yeah, my love life, dead on the floor. Um. Okay. Oh, so. whoa, whoa. Does anybody have any final thoughts on Flavor of Love? Do you recommend it? How how are we feeling having... I know we've touched on it a little bit, but overall, like, anything that you t took away from this experience that you haven't necessarily shared yet? Yes, they were freestyling that shit, and they absolutely forgot to record Diary Rooms for Flavor Flav the whole show because they recorded for the women like before and after events and you can see their different outfits and all that but for Flav he is wearing the same sweaty blue tracksuit and viking helmet with the horns on and he's like eating food during some of it he's like very tired during some of it they definitely had him record for one day straight after production they were like we actually need your voice on this show too uh and i think that's incredible because now you don't see stuff like that. Like they really know the format and it feels like back then they were still testing out what worked. Max used the term proto reality TV. And this feels like that too. Like it's still figuring out dating shows. Uh, and I, I think it's nice. You did give a disclaimer at the start, Malia, but I think if you look at it through that lens and you're expecting that, I, and I feel like everyone expects that from stuff from t the 2000s, like, yeah, people are fucking way more openly whack um but if you're expecting that and going into it i think it's still a fun time uh i recommend it i recommend yeah i would agree i would say i generally am not really a reality tv person because they stress me out a lot um but 
I re- I did enjoy watching this, if not for the pure fact of just like kind of what we touched on earlier of like seeing internet history and moments like where they actually came from and like kind of recontextualizing images I've seen before in my brain. So almost just as like a, a history lesson for digital culture, I found it worthwhile. And it was also just like, again, for the learning experience of like, yeah, the 2000s were fucking different. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I think there was, uh, there was value in that for me. And it was definitely a wild ride in New York and all those contestants were like, cannot be, it can't be redone. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. they were, they are the OGs really. So yeah. For as horrible um, as she is, there is something oddly satisfying to when New York's just like, this fucking whore. Like, <laughs> she just, <laughs> she just, the, the word is just like built for her mouth. I can't help it. Yeah, it is crazy how reality TV like skews your morals in a way when you're watching it. Cause it's like, none of these people are people I would want to be friends with. And I'm mm. somehow rooting for some and not others. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. what I enjoy is that they don't really act like people, or the ones that I, the reality TV contestants that I enjoy watching are clearly like hamming it up and they're doing everything for show. And I think that's the part of reality TV that I enjoy watching if I'm watching like a messy ass show like Flavor of Love or something like Big Brother. Um, I just need drama there. And if everyone is being nice to each other, um, as evil as this sounds, it's just, I don't think it's good entertainment. Like, I, I want to be sitting in... Oh. <laughs> they got Daniel. They got Daniel. <laughs> they got me, too. Basically, <laughs> I do have the medieval urge to eat while, and be entertained while I'm eating. Yep. Uh, and I think this is good entertainment. Yeah, you would kill it at, at a gladiator combat thing as just like the person going send another one in (laughs) (laughs) uh i think the show is good and i think it's funny and i really want to know how they cast this first season of the show like what did it take to find these people because they are also very interesting and such a like yeah a moment (laughs) in Mm -hmm. people like, 2006 people are weird as hell. Yeah. Pretty fun. Yeah, well, thank you all for indulging me in watching a whole season of a show so that we could talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> you got of a real course. one. Yeah. So real. I mean, I wouldn't have watched it without this, and I'm so glad that I watched it, so thank you for suggesting it. Yeah, agreed. It's, like, the most fun I've had doing any kind of, like, group watch in a while, just because this show is built for that. Like, you're supposed yeah. to be in a room with other people just saying Being what like, the fuck oh every God. five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that real? Is that real? <laughs> that's not from the show, is it? No, that's a fine. Anyway. It's with all the right. rat. Yeah. I like a clean rat, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's move over into... Alt tab.
That's good. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, what have we been doing? <laughs> Listening to, reading, uh, playing, enjoying. Okay. Um, so, I have been, I have two things to talk about. First thing is very short. Splatoon 3. That game is fucking good. Everyone play Splatoon and get inked up. You're a squid now, you're a kid now. I don't make the rules. Second, I listened to Jeanette McCurdy's audiobook and that hit me like a fucking truck. I finished Did it. Did she read it? Yesterday. Did she read it herself? She reads it all. She reads oh. it. And it is so, so intense and like traumatic. Like she's saying everything that she went through, like her whole life story. And it is. Mm -hmm. That's a real one right there. And I just want to say, Miranda Cosgrove, you will always be famous. I love you. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> that was Did she say nothing bad about Miranda Cosgrove in the whole book? Miranda Cosgrove is a good friend. That's yeah. All I will say. Okay. That's good. I don't. I don't. I. I, I like yeah. it better when they're like, "Oh, we actually really cared about each other and liked each other," rather than, you know. Yeah, they were super toxic and and ruined my life at a very formative time. Yeah, and we <laughs> right, had to smile for right. the camera. Ugh, because like there's so much of that in Jeanette McCurdy's life. So like I'm glad that there's one place that it wasn't super scary and horrible. But I I just recommend the book. Everyone should definitely read it if not listen to it. And I think honestly the audiobook is the way to go because I was able to do so much just life stuff. And listen to this book on the side. So that felt really good. How many so hours? I might was just it? be on the audiobook. Um, it is six hours long. And I don't think it's that long, honestly. Like, especially for that kind of Yeah, like, that's not bad. Just, like, engrossing yeah. it the whole time. It's like time. three podcasts. Yeah. Three oh, when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to two hour long podcasts? That's the best kind. Like you're just. I say that as if we don't make two-hour-long podcasts <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> True, but they're fucking locked in. Like anyone listening is here. True. <laughs> they're gonna be there to write the end when we wrap. If up. If you're still here, stay in line. Stay in line. Yeah. <laughs> they legally have All to right. count your listen. Uh, what did everyone else do? Who up? I've been reading, <gasps> like actual words, which Whoa. is fucking crazy. But In a um, video game? No, like just words from a book that you can. Okay, find that was on a, a read. That was a roast. Why did you have to read? <laughs> like Daniel that? plays a lot of word-heavy games. Okay, I you were on the right track though. This was inspired by a game. Um, so I've been kind of in a bloodborne pit for the past couple months that game has kind of just been in the back of my mind whenever i do anything you're a squid now the void yeah, of context real. bloodborne pit is such a disgusting <laughs> that game is yeah. just gross and very visceral um and so there's one part of the dlc in the game where you're like in a fishing hamlet that's been corrupted by like an eldritch god um and uh, it was to my knowledge, directly inspired by the H.P. Lovecraft book Shadow of Innsmouth. And so I kind of wanted to do a bit more like critical thinking and maybe write a piece on um, the fishing hamlet because I think it's so interesting. Uh, and so to get to the bottom of that, I started the Shadow of Innsmouth 
and um, first thoughts. Um, maybe it's just my preconceived notions going in, knowing how racist some of his writing is, but like the way he talks about other people that are different from him is just so fucking weird. Like he pulls out the calipers whenever he talks about like someone that's not and like a white American, you know? Um, so that's been a trip. Uh, but his other, like when he writes about mysteries that are, you know, just beyond what people understand and like they're describing it. I think that's very cool. So uh, I'm going to keep reading. Um, I do like this cryptic kind of storytelling. Um, and I do want to think about these stories more because I think it's cool to see how people frame shit that they're scared of and what they don't understand. Um, and I guess at this point, it's just Bloodborne and Lovecraft is my mechanism to get into that. That's epic. That sounds really good. And wait, you, you also have another one of his books, right? Like the manga version of the... I have the manga of um, At the Mountain of Madness, but I have not really touched that at all. But there's, it also looked really cool. There's a good movie based on that book too. In the Mouth of Madness. And it was filmed in Toronto, yeah. baby! In the Mouth, though. Ugh. Where is Toronto's mouth? Uh, Nathan Bill's Top story. five mouths in Toronto. Um, my recommendation is... Bodies, bodies, bodies. Let's go. Oh, yeah. You can't see it at home, listeners, but I'm giving two thumbs up. They are. I can see it. What it's... guy has two thumbs and love bodies, bodies, bodies? This guy. Uh, what, what, what is there to say? Um, Amanda and everyone did great work. It was a 95-minute advertisement for cleavage. Oh, let's not get it started. Oh, no, the controversies. Uh. I will just say I've never seen a more embarrassing exchange between creator and critic ever in my life. (laughs) I've never seen two people so in the wrong for so long for no reason uh, until that happened. But the movie's really funny, and I think the ending... Like, it's a slasher, which I love, and it's a comedy, which I love, by comedians and actors that I enjoy, uh, except for Pete Davidson. But he eats. Like, he doesn't play a likable character, and it worked. Uh, but, yeah, I think the ending really wraps itself itself up well, uh, and I enjoyed it. I think it, it does what it attempted to do, and it does it well. Is it really slashery? Like, is it really gross? Does it get gross? Sure, but very briefly. Like, if you've seen a cop show or a procedural show, like, and they show the body for a second, and then it's like, okay. Uh, right. It's not like Yellow Jackets. No. Okay. Okay. Because no. I watched the first episode of that, and I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know about <laughs> oh, this one. It's, it's twisted, that one. But okay. no, it, and they really, like, play it for laughs. Like, it's a stressful si- situation, but then they, like, cash in that tension for jokes very easily and then switch back to tension uh which i really enjoyed good movie yeah i'm trying to see it i'm trying to see it Shit, i, I would Rachel do the rewatch if uh if you're now perhaps uh who's left fruit did you 
already? I've not gone. Um, I am all. I'm gonna recommend a few small, random things. I haven't had like one big thing overtaking my mind recently. Uh, In terms of movies, I recently uh, saw jackie chan's police story from like 1980 something 1985 and uh go watch that movie it's fire it is Mm -hmm. so good if you know anything about jackie chan especially the stuff he was doing like when he was like directing and writing and doing everything like in china um you know he is an immense talent in that regard. And he, his commitment to physicality and like his stunt work and just the choreography of it is uh, just completely unmatched. And it was like so mind blowing to watch this movie and just know like how many takes it took and how dedicated he was to his craft. There are like at least three scenes in this movie that I genuinely think are just perfect scenes. Like they're just so well choreographed and well paced and well done. So that was a lot of fun to watch. And I would definitely, definitely recommend that. Um, Also, I've been really liking the new uh, Kenny Beats beat tape that he dropped, Louie. It's really good. Shout out to Malia's fave, you know. Um, I knew knew that his name was actually Louie. Yeah. (laughs) It's my husband. Yep. (laughs) That's what I Um, actually, that's what I call him. In private. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Um, But yeah, it's a really good beat tape. Like the the sample work on it, the way he weaves in a bunch of little layers. There's like some little like plunder phonics, like cool sound design stuff that's happening on here. And they're just really, really good beats. Like very, very entertaining. uh, Listen. Um. I'm really enjoying Kenny's beats, you know? Like, Whoa. it's just, it's really Kenny. good. Uh, whoa, Kenny. I sure hope you know? so. Yeah. I sure hope so. Um, so, yeah, those those would be my two uh, main recommendations. And then my final thing is uh, I just watched episode 10 of season three of Harley Quinn. Um, I don't know. It seems like it might be the last episode. I don't know if they have a few more out for this season, but uh, I already recommended it when the first few episodes drop, but I'm recommending it again because I've really liked where the season has gone. It's a really good season of the show. Season one and two of Harley Quinn are already really good. And I wasn't sure where this season was going to go plot wise. And I was very, very happy with where it's ended up. So Fuck. I haven't watch. watched since we watched the first few, I have to mm-hmm. just watch them all in a row, but I'm trying to catch up with Atlanta so that I can watch that weekly. Yeah. So much, so much TV. Yeah, there is a lot of TV. Did you get Disney Plus, Funky? I mean, I you... don't get any streaming service. Mm, I see. I I have access to it. <laughs> I watch it <laughs> through means. Well, I have Disney Plus. I got it recently. <laughs> <laughs> The delay on all of these—it's <laughs> so funny. On all of later. these soundbites, because you don't have a dedicated soundboard guy, so we are the soundboard guys. <laughs> True. You'd be like, what one does? <laughs> Do I want the one that says "Wow, wow," or the un or just "Whoo" or "Ooh"? <laughs>
They all mean something. Behind the curtain for all the listeners. What's the... Ah! I hate this one. How do you make them stop? <laughs> you can't. You just, just have to let, let them okay. play out. Ride out the high. Ride it out. Anyway, so to that noise. Uh, okay. So I recently got Disney Plus, so I'm going through the archives. First thing, I I watched these two things simultaneously. I would Iron Man 1 stop and watching. Iron Man 2. Yep. The entire Marvel catalog. That's me, Big Marvel Girl, uh, Miss Marvel, Marvelous Miss Marvel, starring Leah. Um, uh, no, so I first, I would watch these shows to counteract each other because they're so different and I need to take a break from one and do the other. Uh, the first one is Dope Sick, uh, which is a mini series about the opioid crisis in the 1990s to early 2000s that... Um, and basically the invention of OxyContin and how uh, di- uh, prescribing a bunch of people a super highly addictive opioid narcotic is really dangerous and how it basically destroyed most of like small town America. Um, but I, it is. It's on Disney+. Plus. That's um, some reason in Canada, but I don't know if that's the case for everyone else. I think it's okay. on Hulu. I think it's on Hulu in the U.S., Oh, okay. Um, and uh, I started watching it because it stars Michael Keaton, and <laughs> that's my white boy of the century. I love Michael Keaton. I don't know if I've ever talked about how much I love Michael Keaton on this podcast. I only watched the Tim Burton Batman so that I could see Michael Keaton. Michael and he's Keaton, in the, the one movie. that plays the snowman in that old ass movie when he dies huh? and he, com- he he dies and he comes back as a snowman. <laughs> well, is this the same no, one? He, the man's been in Birdman and Batman. He plays Birdman in that movie. He won an Oscar for it. And Spider-Man. And then he was in Morbius. And Jack Frost, okay. Oh. To answer your question, yes. It's Jack Frost. Jack Frost, okay. And he's, he's in Morbius, and he's in Spider-Man. He's not in Spider-Man. You yes. cannot be in Spider-Man. Yeah, he was. What do he you was mean? In oh, wait. He's the Vulture. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I got it confused. Spider-Man is... No, he's not. Spider-Man's Marvel. I thought Spider-Man... No, Spider-Man's not You DC. are the Marvelous Miss Marvel Malia, and you don't know he's in Spider-Man? Wow. <laughs> no, because he, he uh, don't you get like, aren't you, you know, you got to do one? And he was Batman, which is like the DC guy. Yeah, like that was old era. 30 years ago. <laughs> it voids out if it's old. It was okay, like a statute anyway. of limitations on it or something. Yeah. My man, Michael Keaton, just won the Emmy for Outstanding Performance in a Drama Miniseries for this. <laughs> and I mean, you know, this is not the forum to talk about the opioid epidemic, <laughs> but once you watch the show, I started reading up on it. If you want to be so fucking mad about something for a minute that you have no control over whatsoever, this is the show for you. <laughs> so you're just like, oh my god, all these very just unassuming people who just suffer from pain from having hard-working lifestyles, like, get an opioid addiction in return. Anyway, so I needed to take a break from that. So then I decided to watch one of uh, Disney Plus's other flagship shows, 
High School Musical, the musical, the series, which I don't know how much I've talked about how much I love High School Musical on this show, but I love High School Musical. All three of them have them all memorized. And this show is like a mockumentary and it's actually very funny. You know, it's another one where I can only watch like two to three episodes at a time because then it's a little much. It is where Olivia Rodrigo first appeared. That's why she's famous. Um, Are you serious? Yeah. And the song Driver's License is about some other guy on the show. I don't know which one because I haven't bothered to look it up because there's kind of like two hotties on the show that it could be about. What is she saying that song? She learned driver's license is she learned to drive. And then he left her. And now she's like, I drive alone past your street. Uh, and she's yes. so sad. She said, you, he said forever. And then she drives alone past his street. Yeah. There, that's the line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, me. it's actually like genuinely pretty funny. I had really low expectations and they were exceeded. So I just watched like a couple, I watched a couple episodes of each. I finished Dope Sick, but I'm going to keep going with High School Musical. I'm going to find a different, like really dark, depressing show to like bounce, bounce it off of. But those are my TV recommendations. I played Fortnite with one of the kids on that show. Shut up. Which one? Andrew Feldman. What? I think he's on the I don't know. My friend Abby was like, yo, I want to play Fortnite. And then that guy was there too. And I oh, just yeah. saw that, that this guy is in that show too, I guess. I've never watched so it. So you didn't know while you were playing? No. Wow. <laughs> what am I going to say? It's, we're all in this together? Yes. <laughs> revive me. Slide one in me. there. <laughs> so because they're like breaking the fourth wall. First of all, it's like there's nothing like this show just demonstrates how much IP Disney has, because not only do they reference High School Musical so much, they can reference literally anything else, basically, in media at all, because it's all Disney IP. So it's just like the most brand names you've ever seen in a show and direct references. Apparently in the third season, I'm basically watching because apparently in the third season, some of the original cast comes back from the movies to be in the show, which what? I'm here for. So. How are they going to swing that, though? Like, are they going like, to work don't... at the school? Vanessa this Hudgens? Is what I don't... This is what <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah, some people are going to die, which is horrible, <laughs> but like, inevitable? <laughs> I hope they play that clip in the show. I hope they play <laughs> that. She was yeah, and um, the episode ends with, like, never meet your heroes or whatever. <laughs> oh my god. Is the lesson. But the whole point is that the show takes place where it's basically, like, the high school where the movie was shot. So they acknowledge that the what? movie is fake. They acknowledge that the movie is fake. No. But the show takes place at the high school that the movie took place at which was still a fake high school but it's a real high school in the show and so it's like a mockumentary style thing of them staging their own version their own high school musical 
in the original school on the stage. And so you've got like, like a the... student playing Troy and like a student playing Gabriella and shit like that? Yeah. So it's basically a mockumentary about a high school production of High School Musical. That's and it's funny. taking place at the school where High School Musical was originally shot. So big expectations, I assume. Like the pressure is there. Yes. Very. And because... And it takes place also in, I think the first season came out in 2020, and the kids are all high school age. So the movie came out, the original movie came out in 2005, which I had trouble digesting. But so most of the kids who are trying out for the show are like, I watched this movie growing up because it came out the year I was born. No. <laughs> no one was born in 2005 guys come on that's not real that's not yeah. true <laughs> one last thing i will say about this do you guys know about zach efron did you guys see what happened to him i don't want to talk about him he's sad what do you mean yeah. what happened to him? look at look at his face i sent him meeting room oh, i mean he looks like... old but he ate a lemon like... Yeah, <laughs> he did eat eleven. He's thirty four. Like... Oh, he got yeah. Jaw they were reconstruction. Like... Oh. Yeah, like okay. so jaw reconstruction, so much plastic surgery. He looks more whack in like other videos of him talking. It basically looks like you took like you like put your face into like one of those like face filter things where you can kind of just like pull at any corner of the you face and someone that apart. I'm saying it out of Damn. sadness. They I'm made him in the Sims 4 character this. creator and just like pulled everything. And then just Mario pulled both sides of his mouth. Just pulled both sides of his Wait, is that a thing? I thought that was just a Mario Party game. Did you ever do the Mario Party game where you have to like move Bowser's face into yeah, like specific? 99% sure that's based off of the one in 64. Probably. Probably. I just thought it was a really stupid game. But yeah, basically they... <laughs> Did that to Zach Efron's face. Yeah. Damn. Anyway. 17 Thank again you. wasn't that bad. Oh, 17 again's a banger. Guys. And it has Matthew Matthew Perry in it. Friends Hive, Rise Up. Anyone? Hmm. No? <laughs> Real quick, before we end, can we just acknowledge... <laughs> can we... A long Can we acknowledge the death of the queen, guys? I feel like we should acknowledge. Oh that. yeah, we forgot. We just haven't done yeah, that yet. We haven't go. done that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Watch. Yes, sir. <laughs> R.I.P. Yes, Bozo. We knew it was coming. Um. Yeah, I mean, we said she was dead like eight months ago. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't. Yeah, we we ran over, so we didn't have time to do a monarchy corner. Um. All right. Let's start placing some over unders on when the entire Commonwealth crumbles because everyone hates King Charles and no one trusts him to carry the the entire empire in his chubby little sausage fingies. <laughs> I read a stat that fifty plus percent of Canadians don't want to be associated with like the monarchy anymore. Um. So what is that going to get swapped over? What are we switching that up? 
It's got to go. You know what I realized also is that this is going to be a huge year for coin collectors because they have to change all the coins so that they have buddy on them instead of lady. So collect them now. Do they have to do that for real? Well, they must. The thing is, is I don't even, I figure they have to have the current monarch on them but they haven't had to change it in 70 fucking years so i don't even know what the precedent is but i think basically everybody in the Commonwealth, everybody who has the queen everyone has the queen on their money has to change their money or will eventually change their money i don't want him on my dollar bill or my twenty dollar bill. <laughs> bill. I was like, babes, we do not have a dollar bill. <laughs> I don't know where you're getting your not dollar bill from. King. Wait, I think no. we should have a, a moment of silence, please. Uh, let's do one full minute. Please, everyone, mute your microphones. No talking. I just want to give some respect. <clears throat> Starting now. <laughs> and thank you everyone for uh for that silence you know it's tough when you lose someone like like this you know like a mother to us all so I, i'm glad we could share that moment with each other i guess i have to change my wi-fi password again but that's fine <laughs> All right, all right. Let's 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 wrap up. This has been post post, or as the uh, alt tab would have it, read read, because everybody seems to be reading nowadays. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I'm. You can find me at very underscore baller, or very dot baller on Instagram. Very baller. Um, I almost called you Folga, but I don't even know what that means. Max, <laughs> right. Folga, Wooga, Emogo. That's Womp, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. For what New it's Jersey. Worth. New Jersey, baby. So I'm New Jersey. You can find me on Twitter at Betatite if you are so inclined. Alrighty, Giggles. Hi, I'm Giggles, aka Funke, and you can find me on Twitter at FunkeFly. Bleh. Okay, Frames. I'm Frames. You can find me on Twitter at Pateboard. And on January 20th, 2025, look out. You'll know. Oh. What What the fuck? (laughs) Holy. Huh? (laughs) Holy. (laughs) Um. Okay, (laughs) cheese. Cheesecake, take us home before we all die. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Farouk-Kanut underscore, F-A-R-O-U-K-K-A-N-N-O-U-T underscore. Uh, King Charles's full name is Charles Philip Arthur George. He has four first names. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for Thank listening. Thank you so much. Be wow. sure to Good like night. and subscribe. Awesome. <laughs> Leave was... a comment. <laughs> Hit that bell. That was definitely under an hour, right, y'all? I don't know. Who's keeping track? There's yeah, awesome. it's not. <laughs>